guys, what's up? It's Raven. Fun fact, it takes approximately 300 licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. The more you know. But on another note, today we're going to be talking about my relationship traumas, basically. My trust issues. We're going to talk about me getting cheated on. We're going to talk about my failed relationships and what happened with that and how it made me feel and what I learned from it and kind of where it leaves me now. You guys have been asking me for the longest time to kind of expand on or just further explain my previous Probably mainly just my previous two relationships are the ones that y'all really care about. Over the years, I've definitely gotten a lot of comments and a lot of requests to tell that story and just um, not even so much like tell the story, but also be able to, like I said, just kind of share what I've learned and maybe give some advice for people who are going through the same thing. Um, And so this is finally going to be that episode. It's been a long time coming. Also, I apologize for the fact that I have not posted a podcast in probably like, what, like two months now. I kind of just completely abandoned my podcast and I haven't been posting Honestly, I got scared. I got scared because I did my first few episodes. You know, I I got my feet wet. I dipped my toe in. I started to kind of talk about certain things and I started to kind of get a little bit more vulnerable with you guys. And I did get some negative feedback. Um, I did have people commenting and messaging me and fighting in the comments and just, I wouldn't say it was just a completely negative overall reaction because overall, I think people were excited about my podcast. I think people were supportive. People were understanding. A lot of people were saying like, I may not agree with you, but I appreciate your perspective and I still like to listen to it even if I don't agree. So I definitely received a lot of positivity, like majority positivity for for sure. But there was still that element of negativity. And so I basically chose to completely turn the comments off on everything. So on this YouTube channel, there's not going to be any comments on the accompanying Instagram page for my podcast, Raven Elise podcast on Instagram. There's not going to be any comments. Um, I just really want this to be a safe space where I'm able to express myself freely without being berated and attacked and ridiculed and without having people fight with each other about what I'm talking about in the comments. I just don't want to create a platform for drama and negativity. So I've chosen to completely turn the comments off on everything. And I think that that will help a lot because honestly, this podcast is supposed to be a safe space for me to express myself. And maybe that sounds selfish. The fact that like, I don't really care to have it be a back and forth conversation but I don't this is this I'm expressing something to you guys and I don't necessarily feel like I need it to be a back and forth conversation especially if it's just going to be a negative judgmental argument versus a conversation if you do want to have a conversation with me you can definitely you know dm me send me a private message and we can talk one-on-one but as far as just the comments that just, mm-mm, we can't do that. So there's that. Um, but also, coincidentally, I received a message. And I'm just going to say it because why not? I received a message from my ex the other day 
threatening to take legal action against me because someone told him that I was essentially slandering his name in my podcast, which is not true. Um, And from his perspective, you know, I'm slandering his name and he feels like he needs to take legal action against me to prevent me from talking about him on my podcast. Long story short. Um, Am I worried about actually getting sued? No, because what are you actually going to sue me for? I'm not slandering your name. There's you just don't have a case. So I'm not worried about that. But I just don't like that feeling of the fact that there are people out there who, even if I'm not even really actually talking about them, they think that I'm talking about them and they're willing to try to sue me over it. That's a headache. That's annoying. That's irritating. That makes me not even want to have a podcast because it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it if I'm going to have to deal with so much annoying chitter chatter from people being upset by it? And so I had to stop and think and be like, "Mm, I don't know about this. I don't know if it's worth my peace of mind to try to express myself and tell my stories if people are going to be upset and try to sue me. But I've decided, like I said, there's nothing to really sue me over. So good luck with that. And I feel like I should be allowed to express myself. I should be allowed to tell my story. If it does kind of have something to do with you and you don't like it and you don't like the way, you know, I am making you seem in the story, that's your fault. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. If you don't want to be described as a bad person, don't be a bad person. How about that? So that's where I stand on it. And therefore, we are going to move forward with doing this episode. And if somebody wants to try and sue me, good luck. But I'm really not worried about it because the purposes of this episode is not to slander anybody's name. It's not to make somebody look bad. It's not to get revenge and like, I'm just going to like spill the tea and I'm going to just make you look so bad. And I'm going to tell everyone what you did and like, the goal is to just like, you know, blackmail you and blacklist you and make everyone hate you. That is not the goal of this episode. You know what I mean? If people look, I can't help the fact that I might say something negative about you and people might come to their own conclusions and decide that they don't like you. That's not my fault. You know what I mean? That's not the intention. The intention is to tell my story, to express what I went through to share what I've learned, most importantly, to be able to give advice, to be able to make other young women out there understand that they're not alone so that me and my followers can relate to each other. And so that, you know, just it's as simple as like, I should be allowed to express myself. I should be allowed to tell my story. It's as simple as that. It's my story. You are a character in it, but it's my story. So... I hope that by the end of this episode, anyone listening can kind of take something positive away from it. I really don't want this to come off as like story time. Let me just spill the tea. Like, you know, those drama channels that are just literally just spreading drama, just pretty much spreading rumors, just 
for your entertainment. Here's a juicy story with a negative storyline just for your entertainment because people love drama. Like that's not what this is. That makes me cringe. That's another reason why it has taken me so long to tell this story because I do not want it to come off that way. I've never been that type of creator. So I don't want to start being that now. Okay, Hmm. deep breath. Now that we have spent... 13 minutes or however long doing all the the explanations and and, uh, disclaimers. I want to, I think I want to start by kind of just telling the story of my most recent relationship. Um, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know the basics about me as far as I am a 28-year-old single mom. My daughter is five years old. I am not with the father of my daughter. We have not been together since I was pregnant. Um, And he is not in her life. We are not co-parenting. I am her sole caregiver. She lives with me full time. Um, And yeah, so we, we haven't been together. He's been out the picture for a long, for the whole time, basically. And so when Zaya was two years old, I got into a relationship with someone else. That person is who I'm going to be talking about in this podcast episode. So it's a little bit out of order because I haven't even fully told y'all like the story with her dad, which happened first, obviously. And I'm still, honestly, I'm still building up the courage to tell that story because that's, that is a deeper, more meaningful, more scary for me story to tell. Um, and I'm, I'm worried about a lot of things when it comes to telling that story and diving deeper into that topic. So I'm waiting. Um, so I'm kind of skipping past that and moving on to the relationship that I was in after her dad. So setting the scene, Zaya is two years old. Um, so it's like 2018. And I'm, I'm going to be really honest in this podcast because, I mean, that's the whole point. And I, I'm going to give you all a warning. You're going to cringe. You're going to cringe at my thought process and the way I was acting and the things that I did or didn't do. You're going to be like, Raven, what? Why did you? Why? It, it, it may shock you, but I'm going to be honest. Um, so it's 2018 and I am obsessed with this dude. I have liked this guy since 2014. Hey guys, sorry, I'm cutting in here because I had to re-record this part. But basically, I started talking to him in 2014. We started talking through social media and then I briefly met him in person one time, but we did not live in the same state. So our relationship was purely over the phone, basically. Just texting, social media, FaceTime, and started off as just being friends. But I think we both kind of quickly realized that there was chemistry there and we did like each other. And so there was definitely mutual interest. And, you know, he ended up even telling me that he liked me and everything like that. But 
because we were in college and he lived in a different state and, you know, for whatever other reason, we just didn't really pursue a real relationship. I mean, I would have wanted to, but he didn't seem like he was trying to actually pursue a real relationship with me at the time. And so it kind of was just this situation where we were just talking and texting, but it didn't really turn into anything. And that led me to look elsewhere. So I started dating my daughter's dad, ended up getting pregnant by him on accident. And so that obviously completely detracted away from, you know, this other guy. And the thing was, like I said, after I got pregnant, I broke up with my daughter's dad. So we weren't together. I was single throughout my pregnancy. I was single when Zaya was born. I was single for the first year of her life. But then, shockingly, to my surprise, all of a sudden, after just, you know, these years have passed out of nowhere, this guy, the guy from before, the guy that I had a crush on in 2014, he reached back out to me. He reached back out to me, even though... He knew that I just had a baby by somebody else. He reached back out to me and I was super shocked, but I was super excited because, you know, I liked him. I I had always liked him from back before I even, you know, was with my daughter's dad back before I was ever pregnant. Like I liked him from 2014 and I just would have never thought that he would still want to talk to me. I was thrilled because I had had such a crush on this guy back before I had Zaya. And I I honestly thought he was never going to speak to me again. I thought that that was dead. I'm like, I didn't went and had a baby with somebody else. I'm damaged goods. I I was in a mindset of like, nobody's going to want to date me or talk to me, let alone him. But he came back around and he was like hitting me up, like basically like, hey, heard you had a baby. (laughs) what's up with that what's going on what's new with you how's the baby and I was like he still wants to talk to me like oh my god like I was thrilled I was so thrilled you have no idea so I jumped on that I immediately jumped on that Zaya was literally one this was you know 2017 and he kind of we were just like talking like getting back in the swing of things you know it was a, it was a long time no talk type of thing catching back up and i was kind of feeling him out like what does he think about the fact that i just had a baby with somebody else like i'm not with the dude but like i had a baby by somebody else i'm trying to understand like are you okay with that and he was as far as i was concerned he didn't he didn't care like that didn't phase him in my mind i'm like oh my god he likes me so much that's how much he likes me he doesn't care that i literally had a baby by somebody else he still wants to talk to me he's still like oh my god how amazing so time passes you know a year passes between 2017 and 2018 but he hasn't made any effort to see me. Uh, we At this point, we do live in the same state. He lives like a couple hours away. So he's not all the way out of state anymore. But even still, like he wasn't making any effort to come visit me. Um, he wasn't making any effort to be like, I want to date you. I want you to be my girlfriend. I want to like take things to the next level. It was just, you know, it was the talking stage. 
And we all know about the talking stage. It's literally talking. It's like we text and we FaceTime and we laugh and we joke and we get along so well, but that's it. That's literally it. In my mind, I'm like, I'm in love with you. Like I've always liked you and I'm just so glad that you're talking to me. And I'm just like waiting for the day that you ask me to be your girlfriend or or like, I don't know. I, I have this fantasy in my head of like, Like, don't worry, he's going to do it. Just wait, just wait. On his side, I don't know what he was thinking. You know, I can't speak for him. There was only one time, one time out of the whole year that went by that um, I coincidentally was going to his city. I was in his city. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in your city, blah, blah, blah. Let's link up. Like, finally, I literally haven't seen you since 2014. Let's link up. And he was like, okay, So we did just that one time that I happened to be in his city. Every other time outside of that, he didn't make any effort to see me. The reason why I'm harping on that is because that is a red flag, ladies and gentlemen. For anyone out there who is in like currently in that situation, if he is not making any effort to see you, to visit you, unless he lives in a different across the country or across the globe, If you know that like if he wanted to, he could, you need to ask yourself why he's not. If he wanted to, he could. So why isn't he? If he really likes you, if he really cares about you, if he really wants to be with you, if he really sees a future with you, he's going to want to see you and spend time with you. He's going to want to lock you down. He's going to want to like talk about like taking the next step. He's going to want to say, let's date. Let's actually date. I want you to be my girlfriend. If he's not doing those things and taking those next steps and he's just kind of chilling in the talking phase, that's a red flag, especially if it goes on for like a whole year or more and he's not making like any effort. That is a red flag. That man does not want you. That man does not like you. He is keeping you around because you're easy to keep around. You're easy. You're making things easy for him. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to put in any effort and he can have your company and he can have somebody to talk to and he can have somebody to give him attention, but he don't want you like that. He has not made up his mind about you. And that's a red flag because it, it shouldn't take you two whole years to make up your mind about somebody in that way, as far as just barely starting to date. Like, so the question is, do you like me enough to just date me? Like just date, like not marry me, just date me. Do you even like me enough to date me? And it's taking you a whole year to decide that. Actually, in my case, it's taking you five years. (laughs) Like, well, not five years. Let's see from 2014 to 2017, three years, whatever. Like I've been knowing you. So you should know by now. I didn't see that in the moment. I didn't see that. So that's why I'm like pointing it out now because, you know, hindsight is 2020. But anyway, So a whole year goes by, no effort, no nothing. I only seen him that one time. So now I've only seen this man twice in my whole life. I've only seen this man in person twice in my whole entire life after I've been knowing him for four years. That's another red flag. And especially in this day and age with social media and with dating apps and with the way that we do things now, it's really easy to meet someone who, you know, lives in a different place. And so you kind of just have this online relationship where y'all are just like FaceTiming, but you don't really see each other in person. I think that that's dangerous. Like you just have to be careful with that. I mean, from a safety perspective, because you don't know who you're dealing with, but just from an emotional perspective, 
it's really easy to feel like you know someone because you're, you're like, well, we FaceTime all the time. So that's kind of the same thing. It's not the same thing. Being on FaceTime with someone, texting someone, being on the phone with someone is not the same thing as actually spending time with them in person, actually seeing them in different situations, different environments. Like, Because it's not just about how y'all talk to each other. It's about how he talks to other people. How does he treat others? If y'all go to a restaurant, how does he treat the waitress? How does he act in public? Like just little things that you don't get to experience through FaceTime, those are the things that really tell you about a person. Those are the things, that's how you really get to know a person is to see them, see how they act in different real life scenarios. And you just can't do that through FaceTime. Uh, That's a very limited way of getting to know someone. Um, But in my mind, I'm like, we FaceTime every single night. We text all day long. We talk on the phone. Like, I know this guy. Like, we, we are so connected and we have so much in common. And I just like him so much. And he likes me so much because he's talking to me so much, even though I have a baby. And like, in my mind, everything was just great. And I was just waiting for him to ask me to be his girlfriend. Whole year goes by. We're now in 2018. He's still not making any effort. He's still not asking me to be his girlfriend. And I started to get impatient. And so I ended up going to him. And I literally was like, so what's the deal? What's the deal? I want to be with you. I want to be with you. Do you want to be with me? Like, or do you want to take this thing to the next level? Like, I want to be in a relationship with you. I, you know, I've been waiting Um, and I explained to him how, because at that time I was really, um, like on the up and up with my social media career. I had just moved from, you know, a two bedroom apartment to a three bedroom townhome. I was like making these, you know, big, big positive changes in my life. Zaya's is two years old and like, I'm just kind of moving on up in life. And I just kind of felt like along with these other things that I'm like, upgrading in my life. I want to upgrade my relationship status. I want to, you know, let's be in a real adult relationship. We've been talking and doing all this back and forth for the past five years. Like, let's make this legit. Let's, let's start to build together. That's what I explained to him. I'm like, we could really build something together. I'm in the process of building all this stuff on my own. Um, and if we combine forces because I was telling him like you have a lot of potential just as a person like you're smart you're handsome you're talented if we combine forces we could really be a power couple like I remember and that's why I said y'all are gonna cringe because I'm cringing at myself I remember literally telling him we could be a power couple like if we really like get together and like do this and do that, like I just feel like our relationship could be like so awesome because I could bring this to the table and you could bring that and like we just really be a power couple and whatever. And honestly, looking back on it, I think now I can't, I wanna be careful about speaking for him because I can't speak for him. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what what he feels, what he believes. I need to bring him on the podcast as a special guest so we can ask him these questions. Wouldn't that be interesting? If you're listening, hit me up if you'd like to do that. Um, But from my perspective, what I think he was thinking when I said that, I think that he latched on to the power couple part of it. I think he heard that and he was like, oh, yeah, we could be a power couple. We could join our forces together to build a quote unquote empire to, to make money. You know what I mean? To be successful. 
Um, I feel like he latched on to that part of it because if he really wanted to be with me just to be with me, just for the relationship itself, it had been five years. You could have been did that by now. If you really wanted to be with me, you would have you would have said that already. You would have already asked me to be your girlfriend if you really wanted to be with me for the right reasons. So again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can see that now. In the moment, I wasn't even thinking about that. I literally was like, it's been so, so many years that we've been talking and like, it's time to make this official and we could just be such a power couple. Like, don't you agree? And he was like, yeah, I agree. We could be a power couple. And I was like, okay, great, finally. Okay, so we're doing this. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like a, a puppy wagging my tail, just so excited. And I feel like he was probably on the other side of it, like, uh, I guess, you know what I mean? And w- that's so sad. You know what I mean? Like in a relationship, both people should be equally excited, equally committed, equally in love with each other. You know what I mean? But I think it was unfortunately a little bit one-sided and a little bit forced from me. Like I was forcing it. Um, so from there, that's when our like official relationship began. And that was in like late 2018, I believe. And from there, he made plans to come see me So this is now only the third time ever in my whole life that I'm seeing this man. He made plans to come see me. He met Zaya for the first time. I think he even met my mom that first time that he came to see me. So things were moving and rolling. Like immediately I was like, come on, this is what I've been waiting for. You're going to meet my daughter, meet my mom. We're going to like, I was literally like looking back on it. I was really rushing it. I was because I was. I have been waiting on this. You know what I mean? This is all I wanted. I have the money. I have the job. I have my daughter. I have, you know, I have all these other things in life that I want, but I don't have the relationship with the guy that I like. And so when he finally agreed to be in a relationship with me, I was just like, okay, let's go. Let's get this thing rolling. And I really regret that. I really regret that. Um, So... After that, that's when y'all started seeing him on my channel because immediately I was like, okay, you're a part of my life now and I'm an influencer. So I can't really date you. Like, I'm not going to hide you away from my content. Like, you're a part of my life. My content is my life. I'm a lifestyle vlogger. Um, So you're going to be a part of my content. Are you okay with that? And I did. I was smart enough to at least talk to him about it first. Um because I wanted to make sure that it was something that he was comfortable with as far as like being in the public eye, being on my content, having our relationship be public. I was at least smart enough to ask him about it first and like get his thoughts and get his permission. Um, And he was all for it. He really wasn't too worried about it. Um, He didn't seem too worried about privacy or anything like that. Like he was... He was down to be in my content and have our relationship be public. We did have to have him sign an NDA or something of some sort, just as far as like, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but we did do some things to try to like be careful about how we were going about it. Um, But not, I really wasn't being careful enough because I essentially was like, okay, we're dating now. Let's make a video. (laughs) 
like literally i think it was literally that first that first visit like after we started dating that first visit where he first met zaya first met my mom we also filmed our first video together all in the same day um so that that's rushing that's really rushing that's that's moving pretty fast and i definitely regret that because it just set the tone for our relationship going forward it was just like every other time that he came to visit me because he still lived in a different city. Um, so he would drive down to come see me. And every single time he would drive to see me, we would make a video because I'm like, this is what I do. Like, I can't I'm not going to put my work on hold and I'm not going to go through all the trouble of hiding you away from my content. You said you were cool with being in my content. I think this is going to make good content. Like, I definitely I wasn't using him as a cash cow. I wasn't using our relationship to try and get subscribers or get views. I've definitely been accused of that. People were like, oh, she was only dating him or she was only posting videos with him to try to get a million followers. And as soon as she got a million followers, she dumped him. (laughs) That's not what happened. I, and, and let me just toot my own horn for a little bit here. I already was doing very well with my YouTube channel before him. You know what I mean? I was already on a roll. I was gaining subscribers fast. I was getting a you know a lot of views on each video. I was making money like I was not in a place where I was like, "Oh, damn. I need to I need to figure out something to to boost up my YouTube channel cuz I don't know, we need to figure out something." I was not in that place. I was in the complete opposite place. I was doing good. I didn't need any help. I literally did not need any help to boost up my YouTube channel. Um, I had already done the work. I had already set up, you know, set myself up for success. So I didn't need him. I didn't need his clout. I didn't need the clout of having a relationship. That is definitely something that people do on YouTube. So I don't blame people for thinking that that's what I was doing because that is something that people do, but that's not what I was doing. I didn't need it. I didn't need to do that. Um, I would have reached a million subscribers either way because to be honest, By the end of it all, I posted a handful of videos with him. A couple of them did well. A couple of them didn't even do well. And I can look at the data on the back end and I can see like how many subscribers I gained and like what that really did. Like having him on my channel, I have graphs. (laughs) You know what I mean? I have data to show did that even help my channel at all? And it, it helped my channel by a tiny percentage. It, that is not the reason why I reached a million subscribers. That is not the reason why I got bigger brand deals. That's not the reason why I started earning more money. Like, honestly, a lot of my followers were just kind of like, okay, cool. You have a boyfriend, but we're here for you. And we're here for Zaya. We're here for the mommy content, the curly hair routines <laughs> and the wig reviews. Like, we really don't care about this boyfriend picks my outfit stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that was just like a little side dish. Um, so for me, I was not, that was not my intention. I literally just wanted to do it because I was excited about our relationship. I was excited to have him be a part of my life and I wanted him to be a part of my life. I wanted to integrate him into my life, if that makes sense. So I wanted him to be in my content. I wanted him to be a part of my content. I wanted us to have that type of relationship where, he could be a part of it because that was my fantasy. You know what I mean? I see these other 
couples on YouTube, like, I don't know if y'all know Desi Perkins and her husband, Steven, or her best friend, Katie and her husband, John, or, you know, there's these other YouTube couples that I really looked up to and their husbands help them with their content. Their husbands are like a big part of their production process or just they're in their content. And so that's what I wanted. I wanted uh, a boyfriend who was going to be a part of my content. So that was my reasoning as far as um, having him be in my content. Now, from his perspective, again, I don't want to speak for him. I don't want to put words in his mouth because I can't say for sure. But it's very easy to look at it and say from his perspective, the benefit of him being in my content was he was able to gain clout. He was able to get clout off of it and he was even able to make money off of it. Um, And I knew that. And that was something that I was kind of a little bit worried about because I'm like, now that we're doing this, Now that I have him in my content, I want to make sure that he's not using me. But how do I make sure of that? You know what I mean? I'm just going to have to trust him. I'm going to have to trust that he has good intentions. I'm going to have to trust that he's not just using me for clout, not just using me to get followers on his own page, not just using me for opportunities and money and whatever. I'm just going to have to trust it. And I did trust it at first. I, I really didn't think of him as being that type of person. Um, and so I gave him the benefit of the doubt, up until kind of like halfway through, like we did a few videos together, like randomly, like he texted me. I think we were talking about like, I don't know what we were talking about. Like maybe we were talking about the next video that we were going to do together or something like that. And he was like, so when are you going to cut me my check? Cause up until this point, I wasn't paying him to be in my videos. He, we weren't splitting the money 50, 50. Like our relationship was, was very fresh. We have only been dating for like, what, like a month or two at this point. We've done a couple of videos together. He's visited me a few times. We like, but we're not, we're not living together. We're not splitting bills. We're not, we're not to that point in our relationship to where we would be like splitting finances or splitting our income or anything like that. So it was just, He would come, we would hang out, we would make a video, I would post the video. And yes, obviously I get paid for every video that I post because I'm a YouTuber, that's what I do. I get the AdSense money and I just was keeping all the money because I'm like, it just didn't even come up for for me to like split the income with him because I'm like, you're not doing the work, you're just kind of here. You know what I mean? I make vlogs all the time that have my mom in it, have my friends in it, have other family members and people in it. I don't split the income with those people. Like if I, if I make a weekly vlog and it has people in it, am I supposed to split the income with them? Like, I don't do that. I don't think anybody does that. So that's how I was looking at it. So it didn't even cross my mind to like give him any of the earnings from those videos but he brought it up and he was like like kind of jokingly like oh when are you gonna cut me my check for the videos that we did together and I was like oh haha I'll I'll pay you in kisses or something stupid that I said and he was like no I'm serious and I was like okay awkward I didn't really think about that but now that you're bringing it up 
I guess it's fair. You know, these specific videos that we did together that you played a big role in, you know, boyfriend picks my outfit, boyfriend, whatever, whatever, like those specific videos. I'm like, okay, you, you did 50% of the, well, not 50% of the work of the video. Cause when it comes to the editing and everything like that, he wasn't helping with that. But I'm like, you were a big part of those videos. Um, you took time out of your day to help me make those videos. I made money off of those videos. Sure. I can definitely understand why you would want to get some of the earnings off of that. So we ended up coming up with an agreement of a certain percentage. Maybe it was like, it wasn't 50, 50, maybe it was like 30% or something like that. 30, 40% where I was like, okay, for these specific videos that you were in, I will give you 30 or 40% of the income. And we, my mom is very into like making sure everything is like legally protected and contracts and things like that. And so I talked to my mom about it. She helped me like write up like a contract for it and everything and had him sign it. And we literally like put him on my payroll. And so for every video that we did, like he got some money off of it. Now it was not a lot of money. Let me just say this. It was not a lot of money. It's like a couple hundred dollars here and there because this is back in 2018. Um, I wasn't making as much money off of my videos back then as I am now. And um, it was only a few videos that we ended up doing together. And yeah, so he maybe, you know, all in all, it wasn't like he was getting thousands of dollars off of me and like living off of me. But it did definitely just kind of, like made me think like raise my eyebrow like okay now I'm worried about you using me now I'm thinking about that I wasn't thinking about that before but now I am a little bit concerned but you know I'm not gonna make a big deal about it I'm not gonna like harp on it it's fair I do I definitely and I still to this day I do think it's fair if somebody is helping you in a big way with your content they should get some of the earnings like I don't disagree with that um so I was like I don't know, it's kind of conflicting because I'm like, well, it is fair and I don't disagree with it, but it is kind of just making me a little bit nervous about our relationship. It just feels unhealthy. It just feels unhealthy. But, you know, kept on going with it. So I, I explained all of that just to kind of explain the basis of our relationship. My thought process of how I felt about him, how excited I was, how I just was like, let's get this ball rolling. Like, I just want to be with you and I want to like intertwine our lives together. And I want you to be in my, like, and how he was just kind of like, mm, okay, I guess. And are you going to pay me for it? And like, so you can kind of see the vibes, the two different vibes that we had going on. One day, my female intuition was just telling me he needs to tell me something. There's something he's not telling me. He's acting weird. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's literally just my intuition. Like, he's acting weird. There's uh, something's not right. Something just feels not right. And I'm going to ask him about it. Literally, that's that's the best way I can explain it. It wasn't like I saw something or I heard something or somebody told me something. None of that. It was literally just my gut being like, just ask him if he has anything to tell you. So I did randomly. I was like, do you have something to tell me? And he was like, mm, what? No, why? What? And I was like, mm, yeah, see you acting weird. Do you have something to tell me? And he was like, why? What do you, what do you mean? What are you, what are you asking about? What do you know? I'm like, I don't know, but do you have something to tell me? And surprisingly he was like, yes, 
actually, I do have something to tell you. And I was like, what the fuck? Am I psychic? I think I might be psychic. <laughs> and I was like, well, what is it? And he was like, well, see, I just don't want to tell you because I feel like if I tell you, you're not going to understand and, and you're not, you know, it's going to turn into this big thing. And like, that's why I haven't wanted to tell you this whole time because I know that you're not going to understand it. And it's just, I don't want it to turn it like, uh. he started just like immediately like defensive mode, just whatever. And I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What is it? Like at this point, you have to tell me. You, you just have to spit it out. Long story short, he was like, remember I told you about my ex-girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. He's like, remember I told you like we broke up? Like I just, you know, I lost interest in her and, you know, whatever. Like that, that was the end of it. Now he's saying like, well, that's not really fully true because I do still have contact with her. I am still friends with her. Um, and he's like, and I just have felt really bad about the fact that I kind of lied to you about that aspect of it. I made it seem like I have no contact with her when really I do like, you know, just, but just on a friendship level, like just on a friendly level. And he started explaining the reasons why he felt like he still needed to be friends with her. And I'm not going to go into those reasons because that's her business and it just doesn't really matter. But he's like, you know, I'm, I just, I felt so guilty for not telling you that, you know, I still have this friendship with my ex. Immediately, red flags are going off in my head. Alarms are going off because I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. This feels very fishy. You're telling me you're just friends with your ex. It's nothing bad. It's nothing like romantic. It's nothing like whatever. I just want you to know that like I am friends with her. I felt like you're you're leaving something out. That doesn't that doesn't add up. Cuz you could have just told me that from the beginning like why would that be such a big deal to just tell me that from the beginning? So I just immediately felt like something's not right with this. I'm not comfortable with it. It's not because I think that you can't be friends with your ex, but it's because I feel like there's more to the story that you're not telling me and that part I'm not comfortable with. And it sounds like you and your ex have some unfinished business like that whole story you just told me it sounds like you have some you know something tying you back to her like there's a lack of closure there there's a lack of there's just some weird going on between you and your ex and the way you just explained it is not sitting right in my spirit and so therefore if you feel like you need to have this thing with your ex then I think you should just be single and deal with that I don't want to be a part of that. I don't think that you and I should be together if you've got that, whatever that is going on with your ex. I don't want to be with you. And he was like, no, like, see, this is why I didn't tell you because I knew you were going to say that and I knew it was going to ruin our relationship. And like, I don't want to lose you and blah, 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 blah. And just went into this full blown like, and I'm not saying this to humiliate him I'm saying it to express the severity of the situation he was like crying we were talking on the phone he I remember if I'm if I remember correctly he was like full out crying like please like don't break up with me over this like please 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 like begging and pleading and I tried really hard to stand my ground and I should have I should have ladies listening Listen to your gut the first time. Oh my God, listen to your gut the first time. Female intuition is real. My intuition 
told me that he that there was something and I was right. My intuition told me that there's more to the story. Spoiler alert, I was right. My intuition told me to break up with him right then and there. And I should have just stuck to that. If, if I could tell y'all anything from this whole episode, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. It's real. But he was crying and carrying on and begging and pleading and this and that. And so I was like, well, okay, fine. I will stay with you. I won't break up with you. We can stay together as long as you promise me that you're going to cut this unhealthy tie with your ex. I need to know that whatever this little connection y'all have, you call it a friendship. I don't know. That needs to be no more. I'm not comfortable with that. You need to cut that off. You need to cut her off. That's the only way that I'm going to continue dating you. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. He ends up sending me a screenshot of him allegedly texting her and being like, I can't talk to you anymore. I can't be friends with you anymore because it's messy with my relationship with Raven. So like I'm, I'm cutting this off. And it was like a screenshot of her replying and being like, oh yeah, I saw this coming or something like that. And so that was like his proof. Like that screenshot was his proof of being like, see, I told her I cut her off. That's not going to be an issue anymore. Like we're good. And I believed it. And I was like, okay, we're good. And I like was fine with it after that. Again, stupid. So we continued dating and there was definitely just little hints and little things here and there that like I should have paid more attention to as far as so we lived in two different cities, right? We're we're in a, a long distance relationship. We don't live super far away from each other. We live like, you know, three hours away from each other, but we live in different cities. I only see him when he comes to visit me, you know, maybe once or twice a month, he'll come and visit me and like spend the weekend with me. Other than that, like he's off in another city. I don't really technically know what he's doing or what he got going on in that other city. I've never been to his house. That's another red flag, ladies. If he doesn't invite you into his world, as far as like inviting you over to his house, inviting you to hang out with his friends, inviting you with his family, like he needs to bring you into his world to let you see like what what he does on a day-to-day basis, what he's got going on. You know what I mean? Like he should want you to be a part of his world. He should want y'all to kind of have your lives like mesh together he's a part of your world you're a part of his world y'all meet each other's friends meet each other's family like everything is intermixed nothing is a secret nothing is off limits like to me that's a healthy relationship in my case that was not the case it was him coming to visit me him you know meeting my daughter meeting my spending time with my parents and, and doing stuff with me in my city I not once, not once went and spent time with him in his city, not once went to his apartment to see how he was living and everything like that. He told me that he lived alone, had his own apartment. I had seen it through FaceTime, but I never been over there. Uh, And I had never been brought into his daily life to really see like when I'm not around, what do you be doing? Like, I just really don't know. I can, I only know what you show me, what you choose to show me through FaceTime and what you're telling me. And it's very easy to lie (laughs) under those circumstances. It's very easy to hide things. 
And it sucks because you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You want to trust people. You don't want to automatically assume the worst, automatically assume like he's cheating or he's got some girl in his house or he's lying or whatever. Like you don't want to automatically assume that. But at the same time, in order to protect yourself, like you have to be smart. You have to make sure you have to ask questions. You have to verify you just do because if you just blindly trust people, you're gonna get hurt. It's it's too easy. It's too easy. Um, especially in my case, it was really easy for him to take advantage of me, take advantage of my ignorance, my uh, my innocence, whatever. Then one time when I tried to invite myself over, he was like, "No, no, 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 no." Like, see, like you don't you don't want to come over here. Like, there's nothing to do over here. I would much rather come to you. In the moment, I didn't notice that that was weird. (laughs) I didn't notice that red flag in the moment, but that's definitely a red flag. Other red flags were the fact that because our relationship was public, there was a lot of chitter chatter online about our relationship. And there were a lot of haters and trolls and rumors and people just saying crazy stuff about us about me about him about our relationship there was a lot of just stupid crazy stuff that was being said because people are trolls but there were some things that were being said that I was like I would see it and I'd be like that seems like it might be true (laughs) it would be like a rumor about him and another girl or like oh did you know that he actually has like a whole nother girlfriend and he actually lives with a different girl. I would see that stuff and I would be like, that's stupid. Like that's so, they're they're just trying to start drama. But then some of the stuff I was like, mm, maybe I should ask him about this. And there were a couple of things that I was like, um, like, did you see this post where this person was saying that like, you have a uh, another girlfriend like what are they talking about like where are they getting that from and he's like I don't know like people are just such haters like you know how haters are and he would always just brush it off and just blame it on the haters and I'd be like okay but I started to get more and more worried I started to just get this feeling of like something's not right I can't prove it I can't put my finger on it but something's not right um until the the real turning point was one day I get a call from my best friend saying that she just got a call from one of her friends who lives in the same city as my boyfriend. Not only does she live in the same city as my boyfriend, she lives in the same exact apartment complex as my boyfriend, the apartment complex that I've never been to. This friend is saying that she has seen over the past however long, few weeks, or I don't even know how long, but for a long time, she's seen this same car drive up to my boyfriend's apartment and this same girl get out of the car, go into the apartment and spend the night. And the girl is saying like, it looks like whoever this girl is, it looks like she lives with Raven's boyfriend because I constantly see her like every single day. I know that that's his apartment because I see him coming in and out of it. And like, I live here and like, we're, we're neighbors. And I just always see this same girl. And she's like, I don't want to start any drama, but I think you should tell Raven about this because it just seems real fishy. Um, And so my best friend, of course, runs and tells me and she's like, yeah, I have a friend who lives in his apartment complex. This is what they say that they've been seeing gave all the details. They were able to give me his exact address. So she really, she really is his neighbor. She really does know where he lives. 
And she was like describing the car and describing the girl. And I was like, that description matches the description of his ex, the ex that he was supposed to cut ties with. It must be her. And I have, I wanted to throw up when, when all of it clicked in my head, I literally, if y'all have ever gotten your heart broken, you know what that feels like. You literally just feel like you want to cry and scream and punch something and throw up all at the same time. And luckily for me, I was in a small hotel room with my mom, my grandma and my daughter at the time because we were on a trip when I got this news. And then right after that, we were heading to the airport and we were in the airport and Zaya was like super, um, she always had an upset stomach whenever we would travel. And so she was like throwing up all over me. It was, that was like the worst day of my life. There was so much going on. I didn't have any privacy, any time to process. Zaya is literally throwing up on me. I'm trying to get on a plane, but I'm like thinking about all these things and I'm like texting my friend and I'm trying to get the tea and get the details and get the screenshots and get the proof and like so much was going on physically emotionally mentally I was like having a full-blown like panic attack on the plane like in the airport and my mom was like what's wrong and I just like busted out crying and I'm like I can't talk about it right now just too much going on like oh my god that was horrible that was like the worst one of the worst days of my life definitely um and so I ended up getting back home, you know, making it off the flight after everything that had went down, finally making it back home, sitting down, taking a deep breath. And then I reached out to him and I was like, I I had made it up in my mind. I, I know, I know that it's your ex. I know that you're living with your ex. There's no other explanation behind it. Like I have all the proof, all the receipts you've been caught red-handed he's living with his ex-girlfriend that girl that he told me that oh I'm just friends with her but okay I'll cut her off he's living with her and who knows what else outside of that but he's living with her and that's why I haven't been able to like come over and everything like that like I'm like that's what it is and so therefore I need to break up with him like I need to just tell him what I know I need to break up with him no back and forth, no argument. Like, I don't even need to hear what he has to say. Like, I'm so done. There's just no coming back from this. Like, he's caught red-handed. I'm just gonna send him a text, say what I need to say, tell him that he's caught red-handed and break up with him and never speak to him again. Like, I was so mad and I was so, like, powered up. Like, yeah, girl, girl power. (laughs) We're just gonna break up with him and it's gonna, we're gonna just move on with our life. So, I wrote up the text. I'm like, you've been caught red-handed. I know that you, this girl, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm done. And I sent him the text. He immediately denies it. He texts me back and he's like, what are you talking about? I do not have any, like, if anything, the person that they saw was my homeboy's girlfriend. I had them over for dinner the other night. Like, why are you believing this random person? You know, you know that people always like want to just start rumors. Like, why would you believe this random person over me? And I'm like, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. You're no, you're caught red handed. I have a lot of proof and a lot of no, I know what I know. You're not going to talk me out of it. Then he was like, okay, you're right. And he admitted to it. 
He admitted to it, surprisingly. And, but, but he was like, I'm only just letting her stay with me. Like, it's nothing romantic. It's nothing sexual. Like, you know, like I told you before, like we were just friends and I just felt like I had to be there for her. And I felt like I had to like, just give, she needed a place to stay. And so it's strictly a roommate situation, strictly a roommate situation, like blah, blah, blah. Like he was, that was his story and he was sticking to it strictly a roommate situation I was like are you are you you think I'm stupid that's how stupid you think I am maybe I am that stupid because I got this far with you but I'm not I'm not buying that I'm not going for that that's your ex-girlfriend that's not just a girl that's not just a female friend that's your ex-girlfriend that you that you told me y'all's whole relationship you told me how you dated her you told me the ins and outs of y'all's relationship you told me that y'all broke up you told me then it was oh we're just friends oh well I'm gonna cut her off now it's oh well it's just a roommate situation why does the story keep changing so much and again this isn't just some random girl because it's fine if you have a female roommate I could be okay with that if you have female friends I could be okay with that But this isn't just a female friend, a female. This is your ex-girlfriend that you've been lying to me about every step of the way. Now I find out that y'all are living together and you've been lying about that. You expect me to believe you now? Now, after 42 lies, you expect me to believe that it's just strictly a roommate situation? Absolutely not. So I wasn't going for that. And this is the one time that I did stand my ground. And I was like, no, I'm not going for that. I'm not hearing. No, no we're done. I'm breaking up with you. End of story. There's nothing you can say to change change my mind. We're done. And we broke up. And that was, I want to, it was right before Zaya's third birthday. So it was like March, 2019. We broke up and I stood my ground and I was not hearing it. And I was pissed because I had just booked us a luxurious vacation to Mexico And then we broke up right before and I wasn't able to get my money back for the vacation because it was too last minute and it was like beyond the cancellation policy. And so I was out thousands of dollars for this luxury couples vacation that I had just booked for us. And I was so pissed about that. That was just adding salt to the wound. Um, And then Zaya's birthday was right after that. And so I kind of just had to like put it out of my head, focus on planning her birthday party, move on. Like I'm a mom. I have to, I I don't have time to, to fall apart. I can't fall apart right now. I have been wanting this relationship for years. I was so excited about this relationship. I liked this person so much. I loved him. I'm going to say it. I loved him. Feels very gross to say that now, but I was in love with this. I thought that this was going to be my future. He, in my mind, he was like Zaya's stepdad already. Like they already had a relationship. I had him around her. I had him around my parents. I had my whole future planned out with him. This was an extreme slap in the face, an extreme heartbreak for me. This wasn't just a little breakup. I had so much like poured into this relationship. This was a huge, like the way everything went down, it was a huge slap in the face, a huge, huge slap in the face. But I lit, I was like, I can't fall apart right now. I have too many other things that I need to like be responsible for. Even though it was really hard for me, deep down, I was very heartbroken and very depressed. Surprisingly, on the surface, I kept it together. 
I kept it together and I would just attribute it to focusing on my personal goals. That's definitely a big question that um, I've gotten over the years, like ever since that breakup is like, how do you deal with a breakup? How do you get over a breakup? Especially when it's a really nasty, hurtful, heartbreaking breakup like that. How do you deal with it? How do you get over it? How do you pick yourself back up? How do you move on? For me, I just focused in hard on my personal goals. I believe at that time that was still when I was like trying to reach a million subscribers on YouTube. I was still like on that journey. I had a lot of like really specific goals when it came to my career in that sense. And, you know, I was focused on Zaya. I was focused on just like there were goals that I had within the relationship that obviously got crushed when the relationship ended, but then I just shifted my focus to myself and the things that I personally wanted to achieve. And I just went hardcore. Like I put all my energy and all my focus into my personal goals and I set new goals. I like gave myself more work to do basically. And I'm like, I'm just going to double time everything that I already wanted to do. I'm going to kick it into high gear and double time it and just like, you know, hustle even harder basically. And I did surprisingly, I did not fall apart. I did not become this depressed, unproductive mess. I really pushed through. I surprised myself looking back on it especially because of the fact that like I am somebody who is susceptible to a breakdown. I am somebody who could very easily spiral into a depressive episode because I struggle with depression. I struggle with depression and anxiety. I am clinically depressed. That's something that I just struggle with anyway. So normally having some type of trigger like this would send me into a depressive episode and just throw me completely off track. But I surprised myself with how I was able to just lock in and focus on myself. And 2019, because this we broke up like in the beginning of 2019, whole rest of 2019 was a great year for me. Somehow, like it just I that was the year that like I got flown out first class to Paris, France by a brand. I had never even gone on a brand trip really before that. And all of a sudden I'm getting flown out first class to Paris. I'm getting these big brand opportunities. I'm reaching a million subscribers. I'm, you know, getting bigger, like so many things. Like I was traveling so much and getting so many opportunities and doing so many cool things and collaborations and like meeting people. Like as far as my personal success was concerned 2019 was an amazing year for me and it just really goes to show like when you are not in a toxic relationship anymore and you're not so focused on that person and so obsessed with that person because like I said I was obsessed with him I was obsessed with our relationship I was so like into it so excited about it so just concerned with it and just wanting to make it work and wanting to make it happen and I just like love this person so much and want to be with this person so much. It's like that can take away from your personal situation. If you're not careful, that can take away from the energy that you put into yourself, into your own personal goals and aspirations. And it just goes to show like when I wasn't in that relationship anymore, all of a sudden I had an amazing year um, as far as me as an individual And that was really like, I like inspired myself. I I looked like I got to the end of 2019 and I was like, damn, 
I, I, I really did that. I really did that. I walked away from that relationship with my head held high and I achieved all these things and I did all these things like, I don't need a man. That's when I really got in this mindset of, I do not need a man. Fuck these men. Fuck this. Fuck that. Like I, I was really like in girl boss mode, like to probably an unhealthy level. I kind of, I girl, I girl bossed a little close to the sun, a little too close to the sun, as they say on TikTok. Like I got into this mindset of like, I don't need anybody. Like fuck a relationship, fuck a man. Like look how good I'm doing by myself. Like men just bring me down. Relationships are only going to slow me down. Like I don't even want it. I'm not even worried about that because this whole time I wasn't dating. I didn't rebound. I didn't like, oh, you know, cause it's easy when you go through a breakup, it's easy to just like, go to the next guy just because you're rebounding because you're lonely you're desperate I didn't do that I wasn't talking to anybody dating anybody sleeping with anybody going on any sort of dates period hanging out like I had zero I had zero interaction with men during that whole year I was so locked in on what I was trying to do I just was not even thinking about dating at all but then you know, it's only so long that you can keep up that this independent woman, I don't need a man before you eventually get lonely. (laughs) Eventually, you're going to get lonely and you're going to like, regret it. And so I I did. I did relapse. (laughs) I relapsed. I went through 2019, like, yeah, girl power, blah, blah, blah. And then I came into 2020, broke down and lonely and desperate and I was like I can't do this no more (laughs) I thought I thought I was doing good for all of 2019 but I got to 2020 and I was like ugh and so beginning of 2020 I reached out to him I reached out to him and I was like let me just see let me just I don't know what I was thinking literally what was I thinking what was I thinking? What did I think was going to happen? What, what I literally can't explain it, but I reached out to him. It was essentially along the lines of like, let's try to just be friends. Let's just be cool and cordial and be friends and just start there. You know, I don't like being on bad terms with you, which is true. I don't, I'm somebody who hates being on bad terms with people, period. Like, I don't care. You, you could stab me in the back. I don't want to be on bad terms with you. That's so uncomfortable for me. I just hate that feeling of like, I just, I don't know how to explain it. I just hate being on bad terms with people. I would rather be cordial. I don't have to like you. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to get back together, but I just want to be able to be cordial with you so that it's not like beef between us. And so that was kind of my first thing that I was coming to him with. Like, I just don't want to be on bad terms. I just want us to be able to be cordial. Like maybe we could just work on rebuilding our friendship and like starting over from there. And like, you never know what could happen from there. I don't know. Stupid, stupid. I should have left it alone. I should have left it alone and never went back to him, but I'm human. And I just want to be honest with you guys. Okay. So he was receptive and he was like yeah okay let's like start over let's be friends that quickly went from oh let's just be friends to let's basically work on like trying to get back together because 
you know, to be expected, like, yeah, be friends. What does that mean? I, I was trying to have some sort of standards, though. I was trying to kind of let him know, like, I'm not just going to take you back just off of nothing. Like, you are going to have to really show me that you are serious about me this time. You're going to have to really show me, like, we, you're going to have to rebuild the trust. You're going to have to rebuild everything. And you're going to have to put in a lot of effort to really prove it to me, to really convince me that I should, like, take you back. I, I'm not going to just, just instantly take you back off of nothing. But there wasn't any real effort. There wasn't, you know, if if I were him, if I just got caught living with my ex-girlfriend, got caught in a huge lie, broke my girlfriend's heart, she dumped me. Now she's saying that she's basically going to give me a second chance and I want a second chance with her. If I were him, I would be pulling out all the stops to like win her back. I would be, you know, sending flowers, sending gifts, showing up at her door, making plant. Like I would just be throwing myself at her to be like, I love you. I'm sorry. I want you back. I want you to see how much I love you and how sorry I am and how serious I am about you and how much I want to be with you. Like if I were him, I would be, like I said, pulling out all the stops. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything except talk to me over the phone about it and just say like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I want to be with you. Yeah. I'm serious about you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm willing to do these things. It was all words. It was all talking over the phone. Not one single physical gesture, not one gift, not one. Let me come and see you. Not one. Let me make plans. Not one. Let me, he didn't do anything. I'm giving him this second chance and he didn't do anything, not even something small, not even just sending me a, a, a card or like, you know, little tiny gestures that you can do to show somebody that you're sorry, sh- show somebody that you care, show somebody that you love them, show somebody that you want them back, you want to be with them. There's so many little things you can do that won't really cost you any money, won't really cost you any time. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. So again, to all the listeners out there, red fucking flag. If he wanted to, he would because he can. It's not hard. It's not hard. There are things that you can do that would only cost you $2. There are things you can do that are free. There are things that you could do that would take only two minutes out of your day. It's not a matter of, oh, I didn't have time. I didn't have money. I didn't. If he wanted to, he would because he easily could. If he really meant the things that he was saying, his actions would back it up. If you want to know if somebody is serious about you, if you're wondering if they're serious about you, if, if you're wondering if they really like you, if they really love you, or if they're just talking a bunch of hot shit, look at their actions. Look at, look at what they're doing, not what they're saying. Look at what they're doing. How do they show it? How do they show how they feel about you through their actions? He wasn't showing it. And I started to pick up on it this time. This time, this go around, I I noticed it because it reminded me of how we were in the beginning. It reminded me of the lack of effort in the beginning. And I'm like, I'm not going to put up with this again. And I started to tell him that. I started to put my foot down. I'm like, you're not doing enough. You're not, I don't think you really are serious about me. I don't think 
you know, I started to realize like this was a mistake. I should have never reached back out to you. I should have never like given you this second chance. And um, it kind of boiled down to me kind of giving him one last opportunity to, I guess, prove himself to me because we were supposed to finally meet a whole time. I haven't seen him. Haven't seen him since before we broke up. Uh, Over a year has passed at this point. Because like I said, he wasn't making any effort to come see me or anything like that. Um, Actually, I take that back. I take that back. I saw him briefly at Starbucks for a few minutes. but And that was just like a weird coincidence. But other than that, like we hadn't actually spent any time together. Um, And so I kind of gave him this one last opportunity. Like we need to talk in person. I need to like feel you out in person. You need to come see me and we'll go from there. And so we were like supposed to be making plans to like see each other. We were trying to like decide on the date. He was saying he was busy. And then like long story short, he ended up like postponing us seeing each other. And he was like, I am going on a trip. Like all of a sudden the last minute he was like, oh, I can't, I can't come this weekend because I'm going on a trip. I'm, I'm like going on vacation. And I'm like, Oh, with who? Like, where are you going? He's like, oh, just me, just me and and a couple homeboys, me and a couple homeboys. We're going to the beach tomorrow. Bye. And it was just really weird the way that he just all of a sudden was like, yeah, me and a couple homeboys, we're going on vacation. Bye. Like literally tomorrow I'm I'm, I'm, going to be out the country. So we gonna have to like, you know, the plans that I'm trying to make with you, we're gonna have to talk about it later and like postpone whatever. It just was really weird and abrupt and just fishy. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just really fishy. He's saying he's going with his homeboys. I don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true. I think that there's another girl and I think it might just be the same girl, the same ex from all along. I feel like that's holding him back because again, there's so many things he could have done There's so much more effort he could have been putting in. Why is he not doing it? What's holding him back? It just feels like there's another girl there. And it's probably still his same ex that's like keeping him occupied, holding him back, keeping his attention, like taking first priority. Like he's probably going on this trip with her instead of coming to see me. Like that's what it felt like. And so he goes on the trip. He's out of the country. I'm not able to like get in touch with him. Um... He's being really suspicious on social media about the way that he's posting on the trip. He's like only posting little sneak peeks. And I'm like, if you're with your homeboys, you should be able to just post with your homeboys. Like, where's the group picture with you and your homeboys? If you're just with your homeboys, why are you being so weird and like secretive with what you're like posting on social media? And so I just knew I knew that something was up. But I couldn't prove it. But it was just my intuition once again. Even though I didn't, I couldn't prove it and I couldn't put my finger on it, just that feeling alone and just the fact that he already wasn't putting in enough effort, he already was just making me feel some type of way, just that alone was enough for me to be like, never mind. This was a mistake. This was a mistake. So by the time he got back from his trip, I wasn't able to prove the fact that he wasn't really with his homeboys. So I wasn't able to like really use that as the reason, but I still told him anyway, I was like, just the way everything has been going recently, the way you've been making me feel recently, I I don't want to do this anymore. I take it back. I don't want to give you a second chance. I don't want to like, you're, you, this isn't working. This isn't going to work. I regret it. I should have never given you the second chance. Like, Never mind, I'm done. Like, let's not do this. And 
he was like real defensive and real mad and real upset. And it was like this big blowout thing, like big blowout thing. Um, but I was like, no, no, like I regret this. Never mind. I don't want to do this with you. I'm done. And I stood on that and I went through the rest of that year, just not talking to him, not dealing with him, just being like, why did I ever do that? I just wasted this whole year because it's star- I started dealing with him again at the beginning of 2020, wasted the whole year going back and forth with him just for him to put in no effort and just be acting shady just for it to end in nothing, just for me to be like, never mind. So I was mad because I felt like I had just wasted all that energy that whole year and wasted opportunities where I could have been dating someone else, dating other people, being back out on the dating scene. I was not on the dating scene at all in 2019. I could have been on the dating scene in 2020, but no, because I was all wrapped up in him. So I wasn't talking to any other guys, wasn't dating anybody else. So that's now two years in a row that I've been off the market, just like holding myself back. Like I could have met somebody great. You know what I mean? If I would have put myself back on the market and allowed myself to meet somebody new Who knows what kind of good things would have came from that, but no, because I'm wasting my whole year going back and forth with him just for it to end in nothing, just for me to be like, never mind, this isn't going to turn into anything. Uh, And so I was mad about that. I was really like regretful, really beating myself up. Like, why did I, why did I do that? Like, why, why? I should have spent this year putting myself back on the dating market to find somebody new, not going back to my ex. Like I was so mad at myself about that. And then New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve going into 2021 this year. I discovered something. So I was scrolling on Instagram on New Year's Eve, just kind of seeing what's everybody up to. Everybody's celebrating New Year's Eve. Everybody looking cute. They with their friends. So I'm just watching everybody's stories. And I was watching someone's story who is actually a mutual friend between me and my ex. And all of a sudden I see my ex in their story. They're all celebrating together. And I noticed that my ex like had a date to this celebration. There was a girl with him. I'm like, oh, who's that? I think I know who that is because I don't know if I said this. I don't think I said this when I was telling the story before, but I had never met the ex-girlfriend. I had never even seen a picture of her or anything. I knew a description of her. I had heard a verbal description of her from my ex. And so that's kind of, I knew her name and I knew a verbal description of her. I had never seen a picture of her. I had never met her. I had never seen her around. I had never seen her social media. Of course, I had tried to look for her social media back when all that stuff was going on. And back when he was telling me like, oh yeah, we're just friends. Like, of course, like, I'm like, let me, let me scope out the scene. Let me see like what's going on on her social media and stuff like that. I could not find her on social media. I searched and searched. My friends were even searching. Like, you know how girls are trying to be detective, trying to be FBI. Could not find her social media. It was like she didn't have social media or something. Like, I don't know. So this was my first time seeing her. I saw them together celebrating New Year's Eve together on this mutual friend's Instagram story. And the mutual friend had tagged her in the story. And I'm like, she does have Instagram. So I click on it and I went to her page and her page was public. It wasn't private. So I go to her page and I start looking at it and 
I start scrolling down because at first I saw like recent pictures of them together. My ex and this girl, this his ex-girlfriend, they were together recently, like as a couple. And I'm like, of course, that's to be expected. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not surprised that they're together. But as I started scrolling back to the older pictures on her page, I started to see pictures of them together over this whole last, like over the years. Like they had pictures together from the just recently when me and my ex were supposed to be working on things and I was giving him this second chance and he was, you know, trying to tell me like, yeah, I want to make things right. Like I want to be with you again. And he was supposed to be, you know, supposed to be having the second chance. They had pictures together from that time period. They also had pictures together from the time period that him and I were broken up, but they also had pictures together from the time period that him and I were dating when we were publicly dating, making YouTube videos together, like in a full blown public relationship. They also, they had pictures together from that. So I'm looking through this girl's Instagram page and I'm just like seeing all this evidence of basically he has been in a relationship with his not I mean I guess it's not his ex-girlfriend I'm calling her the ex-girlfriend because I don't know what else to call her but he has been in a relationship with this girl the whole time the whole time from when from like before we were officially dating when we were officially dating when we were broken up when I gave him a second chance this whole these whole past like few years that I've been dealing with him and that he's been saying he loves me and he's all about me and he wants to be with me and he's sorry and he wants me back and all this stuff that's been going on between me and him I'm now seeing this girl's Instagram page and all these pictures, even down to the suspicious vacation that he went on where I was like, he said he's with his homeboys. I don't believe that he's with his homeboys. I can't prove it. There were pictures on her page of them together on that vacation. So he flat out lied to my face about that. And I knew it. That was like the most validating thing. As as much as it was hurtful to see that, it was like so validating to be like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. You tried to gaslight me. You tried to lie. You were like, I'm just with my homeboys. Like you're crazy. You're this, you're that. Like he gaslit me so bad. Like throughout the whole time that I was dealing with him, he was constantly lying and gaslighting me and trying to make me believe that I was crazy, trying to get me to, you know, not trust my intuition, not trust my gut feeling. And so to see this girl's Instagram page and to see proof of everything, it was so valid. I'm like, I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew you weren't with your homeboys on that vacation. Boom. There's a picture of y'all together on that vacation I knew something fishy was going on when you said oh she's we're just friends boom here's a picture of y'all coupled up during that time I knew when you said like oh well yeah I'm, I'm letting her live with me but it's strictly roommates boom here's a picture from that time period when y'all were clearly together and the caption is talking about my boyfriend this and my boyfriend that I knew I wasn't crazy and now I have all the proof 
pictures and dates and captions and all this stuff off of her Instagram page that just proves every single suspicion that I have had over the years, every single thing that I wondered about, every single thing that I'm like, he's lying. He's not telling me the whole story. There's something weird about that. There was proof of every single thing on her page. And I just was like, what the fuck? Because my first thought was, how... How, how, how do you have two girlfriends at the same time when our relationship was extremely public? So that means that she knew about us. There's no possible way. There's no possible way that she didn't know about me and him. The whole world knew about me and him. It was blasted all over YouTube and Instagram. And get this. That girl, like I had mutual followers with that girl. Like she, her friends followed me on Instagram. She had friends who followed me on Instagram. I'm sure she has friends who subscribed to me on YouTube. Like, so there's no way there's like, how much of a rock do you have to be living under to, for her not to know about me and him? There's no way. And so I don't know, still to this day, I can't explain that. The only explanation I can say is that she knew and she just didn't care or what? Like, I don't know. I can't speak for her. I don't, I don't know. I actually did try to reach out to her when I discovered all this. Cause I'm like, does she not know? Like, you know, if she doesn't know, like poor girl, she'd been thinking she'd been dating this guy for the past four years. He's been dating me for the past four years. Like, does she not know? Like, but she has to know, but maybe she doesn't know. Maybe I should reach out and tell her. So I reached out to her. Um, and eventually I saw that she read my message and she just never replied. So I'm like, well, I tried. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. And it just was such a crazy feeling to like see that, to be scrolling through her Instagram and just see picture after picture after picture of them together. Like he was living a double life. I started matching up the dates and matching up the timelines and matching up the outfits. Like he was wearing this on this day and she's got a picture and I, and I was on FaceTime. Like I started like matching everything up and I was like, he literally was living a double life, literally a double life. Like no question about it. And I have all the, like, there's no, there's no way you can argue your way out of this or lie your way out of this. I have so much proof. Now, this was already after I had already, you know, cut things off with him. I had already decided towards the end of 2020, like, never mind. I should have never given you the second chance. This feels wrong. This feels like a mistake. I had already cut things off with him. I already wasn't talking to him anyway. I already wasn't planning on being involved with him ever again. So this is like a couple months after I had already decided that. And so it didn't really make a difference. It just kind of validated it even more and justified it even more and gave me the proof that I needed. Like I had already made my decision without really having any solid proof, but now I have the proof to go with it. So now you, you damn sure you damn skippy, you damn skippy. I'm sticking to my decision now. Oh, and then something else that I forgot to say whenever I was looking at the girl's Instagram page and discovering all this stuff. Another thing that I saw Because like I said, this was on New Year's Eve. They were celebrating New Year's Eve together. I watched her Instagram story and 
it was like them as a couple and then like all their friends and it was like a story of like them kissing and then all their friends being like happy four year anniversary like their anniversary was new year's eve and they were celebrating four years together happy it's 2021 and you're celebrating four years together i publicly dated you in 2018 and we were just like halfway back together in 2020 how are you celebrating four years together so that on top of all the pictures and everything like that was more than enough proof to be like you you've been dating both of us at the same time like I don't I don't understand how you pulled it off I don't know I don't know I don't know and I don't want to make any speculations about her my beef is not with her my beef is not with her I have no feelings towards her, no heart, no feelings either way. Like, I don't know that girl. She owes me nothing. She, she doesn't even owe me the time of day. The fact that I reached out to her and she didn't answer me. Okay, fine. Like, I have no beef with her. I hate it when stuff like this happens and then the two girls start beefing. Huh? Like, it's not her fault. It's him. It's him. It's all on him. Like, I don't, I don't give two shits about the role that she played in it like it's not her fault she owes me nothing I just want to make that super super clear um and yeah that's the story um now to wrap this up I want to talk about what I learned I know I've already mentioned a few things that I've learned along the way when I was telling the story trust your gut trust your instinct realize that if he wanted to he would it's really not that hard to put in effort like be real with yourself as far as how much effort he's really putting in towards you pick up on those red flags when he's not putting in effort when his actions don't match his words and like I said just listen to your gut whenever you feel like something is off something is probably off and you should listen to that the first time and don't let somebody gaslight you although I know it's not your fault because trust me I know how it feels to be gaslit to really have somebody get in your head and make you believe that you're crazy and really trick you like that because he did it to me multiple times so I know that it can be really hard to avoid you think that you're smarter than that you think that you're not going to fall for that but once you're in it you you do like it happens um but you have to I guess just try your best to trust your instinct and listen to your gut listen to your intuition so that people are not able to gaslight you and manipulate you as much um and sometimes that means having to be sad having to be lonely having to not you can't have this mindset of something's better than nothing you know, this mindset of, well, this isn't quite right. This isn't quite what I deserve, but I'm just going to hang on to it because something's better than nothing. I would rather be with him, even though he's kind of making me feel mistreated, but I would rather just be with him than not have anyone. It's better than being lonely. It's better than being single. It's better than just having no one. No, it's not. No, it's not. Something is not always better than nothing. Sometimes nothing is the better option. Sometimes just being single and just being lonely and just being a little bit sad because you're lonely is a better option than being lied to and mistreated and cheated on and have somebody be living a double life on you. And that's the hard truth that you have to tell yourself. And that that's what I think I was struggling with throughout the relationship. There were many times when I should have just walked away. I should have just walked away. I should not have, you know, 
made things work with him, try to make things work with him, give him a second chance, like go back to him. I should have just walked away and put my foot down and stuck to it the first time. But I didn't because my loneliness got the best of me. My feelings, you know, my emotions got the best of me in the sense that I was like, well, I just want, I just want him back. And I just want to be like, I put my standards aside. I put my standards aside because I just didn't want to be lonely. And that is a huge life lesson that I learned going forward. I'm not going to, I would rather be lonely. I would much rather be lonely than be mistreated. I would much rather be alone than be lied to. I would much rather be single than be wondering if you're cheating on me. Yeah. And I have to remember 2019 I have to remember remember that time in 2019 when I was single for the whole year and I focused on myself and I had an amazing year and I got so much shit done and I reached so many like goals and crossed so many things off my bucket list remember that remember when I chose myself and I chose to be single and I chose to focus on myself and not care about being lonely and not care about being single remember how positive that was that's what I have to remember that's what I have to tell myself. That's that's the lesson that I learned because it's easy to just start getting lonely again and start, oh, and, and I miss them and I miss the good times that we had. It wasn't all bad. I miss the good times that we had. I miss the good qualities that he had. It's easy to fall into that trap, but you have to remember like, no, I have standards. We broke up for a reason. I put my foot down for a reason. I'm okay. I'm okay by myself. I can be single. I can be alone and I can be okay. I can be more than okay. I probably will be, I am better off being single. The other thing, more specific thing is just realizing how it feels to not have someone put in enough effort towards me. Like the whole thing, like if he wanted to, he could. There's so many things he could be doing that he's not doing you know, he, he owes you, like he did you dirty and now he's not even doing anything to make up for it. Like he's putting in no effort. He's not trying to see you. Like I had a lot of that experience with him. And that really taught me that I am special. I am special. I'm a catch. I deserve to be treated with effort. I deserve to be treated in a way that makes me feel special. If you like me, if you like me and you want to be with me, do something about it. Do something about it. What are you going to do about it? Not just what you say, not just the text messages and the phone calls. What are you going to do about it if you like me? I deserve that. It's okay for me to ask for that. That's what I learned. It's okay for me to want you to put in effort. And that's what I should require. If you're not going out of your way to do something to make me feel special, that's not going to cut it. So that's something that's that's an area where I learned to raise my standards definitely like prove it you like me okay you like me you want to be with me you're serious about it prove it what are you going to do about it I would also just say like overall just being more cautious and taking things slow because like I said I there were times when I stupidly was like forcing things or rushing into things with my ex. And I regret that. I got to a point where I was impatient, but I was impatient because he wasn't taking any steps because he didn't want to take any steps. And I should have just saw that as, oh, he doesn't want to take steps because he's not serious about me. He doesn't want to be with me. I should probably 
move on. (laughs) I should probably stop waiting on him and move on to someone else. That's what I should have did. But instead, I was like, well, if he's not going to take the step, then I'm going to force it. Stupid. Stupid. You don't need to force anything. You don't need to rush anything. If they are not coming at you with that equal effort anyway, then that's already a red flag. Um, And so it's just a matter of like taking things slow, letting things go at a natural pace. And if it's not going at a natural pace, that says something. If things, if they are not putting in equal effort so that things can progress, if things are not progressing, if things are kind of plateauing and it's like, we just been in this talking stage for whatever, for forever. And I'm getting impatient. That's telling you something that's telling you they don't really want to be with you. Move on, move on. You know, I've only barely dated you know, since the, since my ex, I've barely dated. I've barely gotten back out onto the dating scene. So I haven't had too much experience with getting to like test out these new, you know, test out my new knowledge, test out these new standards. Like I haven't had a lot of experience with testing them out. So I'm definitely not an expert. I definitely haven't fully figured out these things. I'm still learning. You know what I mean? I think it will really... It'll really come through in my next serious relationship, whenever that is. You know what I mean? The next time that I actually do get in a serious relationship, that'll be the true test of what I learned from my ex. Um, But I do feel like I learned a lot. I do feel like I will be able to go into my next relationship um, with just more maturity and knowledge and wisdom and experience to hopefully have a better experience or at least be able to protect myself from any possible negative experiences. I don't think that I will be able to be manipulated as easily. I don't think I will be able to be gaslit as easily. I don't think that I will be able to be lied to as easily. I think I will be more alert, more aware, and just I'll be able to call out the bullshit easier. I'll be able to stick to my standards. I'll be able to know what to look for and be able to pay attention to the red flags. And for that, I'm grateful. Every failure, every heartbreak is a learning experience and that's valuable. You know what I mean? I'm grateful that I have that experience now to take into my next relationship because it's important. These are important life lessons that I had to learn the hard way, but you know, at least I learned them. So I think that's it. Um, I am very nervous to post this for obvious reasons. I hope that it was, I hope that it was like helpful in some kind of way, because again, my biggest fear is that I'm just putting my business out here for somebody's sick and twisted entertainment. And that's all it is. (laughs) I don't want it to be that. I want it to be helpful. I want somebody to actually take something valuable from it um so I hope it was in some kind of way but yeah that's all I have for this episode I'll catch you guys next time bye